0: Hello, and welcome. Common sense just flew right in the window and into my mind. Okay, folks. Welcome to another episode of Casey's Random Thoughts. These truly are random thoughts that pop into my mind. Uh, Things that I know, that I learn. Things that are going on. Things that I see. You know, there's nothing per se pre-thought out here. Some of it is, some of it isn't. But currently sitting at work and been following a number of things the last couple of weeks or more and that uh, Trump got raided Okay, and then and of course the left don't want to call it a raid. But it is a raid. I mean, let's look at it. Let's common sense look at it. You're sitting at home. You know, you're sitting at home. All of a sudden, out of the blue, police cars pull up. They get out of the car, they come to the door. You know, next thing you hear is You come to the door and you open it, and you're like, can I help you? Uh, Police, we have a search warrant. If that's not a raid, so to speak, then I don't know what is. I mean, a raid is basically, they show up, you know, they kick down the door, Or you open it and let them in, either way. uh, You know, but they come in. I mean, let's look at the movie The Untouchables. At one point, Sean Connery's character tells Kevin Costner's character, Where are we going? Liquor raid. They walk into the post office, break open the door, Tell them immediately, this is a raid, you're under arrest. Well, you know, but here's the problem going on. Trump got raided. They took all these boxes of documents. Okay, maybe he did have something he shouldn't have. I don't know. No idea. Department of Justice doesn't want to unseal the affidavit. Because, well, I don't know if they did anything wrong or not. They might have. They might have altogether. Don't know this. You know? But it seems to me that if you're honest and that, and everything is above board, you know, you're going to do you're going to do what a lot of police departments are doing anymore, and that is, the second an incident goes down, as soon as possible, you're releasing body cam footage, you're releasing documents, what you can. You know, I look at it and say, what's so bad about releasing an affidavit? Doesn't seem to me it would be too uh, much unless of course there's shady dealings going on within that affidavit you know there's something that may be questionable and if there is then it needs to be brought to light because if you're going to claim if you're going to claim that Trump is wrong well what if we look at your affidavit and find out you are wrong This is the problem. If we, you know, my mama always told me, go ahead, do what you're going to do. The truth will come out. I'll know soon enough. And it's proved true true throughout all my life. It has. It's proved true throughout my life. Truth always comes out. So I got to look at it and say, go ahead, DOJ, don't release the affidavit, don't nothing, you know. Just go about doing this. And then the truth is going to come out, and then we find out you did wrong as well. I mean, look back. That's what happened to the Russian uh, dossier or whatever, uh, the Russian collusion that the Republicans call called a hoax. They've had all this deal about Hunter Biden's laptop. Don't see anybody doing anything about it. Now, for anybody that knows me, I'm not one of these far-right, MAGA Trump supporters, none of that. But I'm also not, a far left squad AOC Bernie Sanders supporter either. I'm a person who is situated right smack in the middle and I look at things to the manner of common sense. I look at everything in the way of the politics of how is it going to benefit me? And the rest of America, all of you, you got to figure, you would look at it the same way. I mean, you're going out to work every day. I'm sitting at work right now doing my job and such. The thing is that you get paid every week or every two weeks or however often you're paid. You get your money. You go to the grocery store, same as I do. You go to Lowe's or Home Depot, or Walmart or Meyer, whatever, uh, Publix, as I do. And you're the one looking at prices and saying, gee, wasn't it just last year, or a year and a half ago that I paid a dollar thirty nine cents for a dozen eggs, and now eggs are over two dollars a dozen. Uh, same with milk. You know, I bought milk a year ago or so was two dollars and something a gallon. Now it's up to three twenty nine, three fifty nine, whatever. You know, the inflation has come back and it's sad because far too many people are living paycheck to paycheck. They've got just enough money to pay their rent or their mortgage payment, pay the utilities, maybe pay for their cable bill to have just basic internet maybe pay for you know they may have one of those government phones they may have a food card and such they're barely making it they're like the person hanging on the side of the cliff who if their fingers slip they're going to take the ride down and smack at the bottom and it's all over with. And yet, our politicians that we elect, that we, the people, elect, they don't get it. They don't care. I mean, you have to look at it. There are House members that make $174,000 a year. And there are ones that... Up there in Washington, that will tell you. Well, hundred seventy-four thousand dollars doesn't go all that far when you're a congressman, because you have to pay for your for your plane fare to go back to your district and talk with people, and there's other fees. And but you know, we've learned over life, living paycheck to paycheck, you've learned how to budget your money. So to our politicians, our senators, our congressmen, all this. You know, please don't complain to me about how you get $174,000 or more a year and somehow or another with all your education, you can't budget your money to make it happen. That's an excuse. And Personal Rule 19 specifically states, don't make excuses. And I don't make excuses. I'm a person who anybody that knows me knows that I am seriously, brutally honest. I say things that at times I've had friends, relatives, you know, whisper to me the thing of, you don't say that, you don't say that in here, you don't say that like that, and it's like, yes I do, the truth is a truth, it's staring you in the face, and I'm, you know, I'm going to call a duck a duck, I'm going to call sugar sugar, so on, I mean, let's look at it, If, if you are... If you are a couple, and you've got seven, eight kids, you know you you wanted the kids. Maybe you didn't. I don't know. But if but let's say, for example, you wanted seven kids, you wanted the kids. Okay, so you got them. You're raising your family. Awesome. Love that. But the honest-to-goodness truth is that seven or eight different times you and your partner retreated to the bedroom or wherever and, well, did your thing. You know, this being somewhat of a PG you know, podcast. You know, there's things I can't say, but you know in your mind what I'm talking about and what the truth is. You know, it just... I I tell it like it is. Don't pull punches. You know, I just put forth... You know... I mean, the 800-pound gorilla in the room... I look at that and say, yep, that's the 800-pound gorilla. It's in the room. It's black or silverback. It's got fur. It's sitting here. I don't hype anything. You know, tell it like it is. Because... Far too many people in this world want to spin things. And me, I'm not a a washing machine. I don't spin things. I don't wash things. I'm me. And as I've said, all these politicians in Washington they choose sides: Democrat, Republican, liberal, conservative, whatever. There's a lot of them that choose sides. Some are some are far right, some are far left, some are lean right, some lean left. You know, there's there's some that truly are independent. But did we not all learn as we were growing up? The older folks among us, the, the boomers as it were, maybe the Gen Xers, the 80s and that. Uh, did we not learn the thing of right is right, wrong is wrong? That there's always three sides to a story. My side, your side and the truth. I tend to try to stick as close to the truth as possible. Just the same as there are people wanting to do gun control. It's another subject I get into, uh, my job requiring me to uh, carry a weapon every day. But they wanna do all this gun control. They look at something like an AR-15, an Armalite Rifle 15. And, oh, that scares us. We need to ban that. You have to look. If I were to have a regular... Remington sport, sporting rifle from back in the 50's, the original sniper rifle if I modify that just a little to where it will hold a 30 round magazine and for the ones that don't know it's not a clip that is a magazine Look it up on Google, you don't believe me. But if I was able to fit it with that, you might look at that and say, oh, that's a hunting rifle. Yeah, you go out and kill deer with that. But it would still have the same 30 rounds. I could still pull that trigger 30 times and fire off a round each time. You know, to the politicians and that it's not the shape of the gun. Oh man, got a my work going on there. But it's not the look of the gun, if you want I term it weapon, it, I mean this is my rifle, this is my gun. Uh but I'm just one that looks at it and says you look at the you look at the look of an AR15 or such or an AR10 and you look at that oh that scares me that that's that's a weapon they use that in war well It looks similar to it, but it isn't. And you're too used to seeing movies like Platoon, Full Metal Jacket, other Vietnam War movies to where they're carrying something that is very, very similar to that rifle. And because you've seen it on TV in the movie, and that rifle, when they pulled the trigger, fired off a burst of three shots. Or some World War II movie you saw the greaser, and uh, they've got a magazine in it, and they're pulling the trigger, firing off however many rounds you know are in the are in the weapon. You know, to the ones wanting gun control, I look at it and say. Why don't you learn about guns, weapons, before you go doing this? You may be a lawyer. You may have a doctor's degree, an MD degree, and such. You went to school for that. You learned all about these things. Lawyers, they went to college for eight years or however many years, uh, and got their legal degree. They got admitted to the bar. I look at it to the point of saying, go back to school. Learn about these weapons. Go out with with, uh, an instructor or a range safety officer. Rent a gun at the gun range. Go in, fire that weapon. Let them show you how to fire it properly. Fire that weapon. And only after doing all that and learning can I look at it and say, you are now qualified to talk about gun control, controlling gun violence, this. Because if you know nothing about it, you shouldn't have the right to legislate for or against it shouldn't happen and for those on the right that go on about the second amendment they're talking about the second amendment and it's in the constitution well regulated militia being necessary to the security of a free state the right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed and there's far too many on the left that say, that say, well, they're only worried about the last four words or it's about a militia. To all of you, Democrats, Republicans, I don't care, to humans, it's a case of telling you. You don't understand the Second Amendment at all. You really don't. I've got one side that looks at it and says that guarantees our right to go out and buy guns and shoot them and do what we need to do when we need to do it the The other side says no, that's not how that operates. That means a well regulated militia that if, that that when we get attacked. You show up at some armory and get a weapon. No. The best example I can give you is the 1984 movie Red Dawn. We got it, In that movie, we get attacked by Cubans and Russians and stuff. The local militia that ends up being high school students and a few... Citizens that got away went and picked up arms, or they already had uh, weapons. They loaded them up, went out to meet the enemy. And that's what the Second Amendment is about. Look back to 1788 Northwest Territories before Ohio became a state. Go back and look at it. Every household was required to have a weapon. They were required to have so many pounds of powder. They were required to have so much in the way of shot, of musket balls, was required. The well-regulated militia, being necessary to the security of the free state, you were required to own a weapon. Because back during the Revolutionary War, the British suddenly showed up and started doing the thing of attacking, and our people rose up, took their own weapons out of their homes that they had, that they used for hunting, gathering. They went out and met the enemy. And here in 2022, it's the same thing. It's the same exact thing. Is we own weapons not to do something stupid like January 6th. And I look at all those people that participated in that, breaking in there and, you know, trying to decertify. You're stupid. Let's call it as it is. You're stupid. And you come up with the idea that that tyranny had become law and rebellion was in order. It wasn't. You're stupid. Go sit down. We'll put the little dunce hat on you in a minute. You know, what that is for is this. You go out to the gun shop. You go out to Old English Outfitters. You go out to Cabela's. You go to Bass Pro Shops. Uh, You go down to Range USA. You go in... You buy an AR-15. You buy a shotgun. You buy a couple of handguns. Okay. You've got you've got those. Now, if suddenly foreign army shows up on our land, much like Russia running into Ukraine. If a foreign army suddenly comes across our border and starts attacking us, this is where your Second Amendment kicks in. Because you're going, to, you're going to go home, you're going to grab your weapons, you're going to grab ammunition, you're going to load up your vehicle, you're going to bug out with your family, but you're gonna be armed and ready to meet that enemy. You are the militia. And for those living in Ohio, you need to read the state constitution at some point, as well as the state revised code, because it states right in there that any human between the ages of eighteen it's possibly 17 but i believe it's 18 and 67 are part of what is known as the ohio unorganized militia the governor can call you up at any point in time if we have if we get attacked and the governor wants to do it he simply activates the unorganized militia and at which point i can put to you in each of these counties, there's going to be a sheriff, there's going to be somebody going out, telling people you got weapons, grab them let's go let's go, we're being attacked Uh, the, the militia's been activated and you're going to be you're going to be drafted into this deal and put to use and it doesn't matter if you're democrat, republican, whether you love guns, hate guns, what. At that point in time, the law states they're going to be they're going to be coming to pay everybody a visit. Read it and learn. You know, just read it and learn and as far as gun control I will tell you, people with mental issues, people that are doing drugs, heroin, fentanyl, meth, even marijuana, shouldn't be owning weapons. Shouldn't be doing that. There's uh, the attorney general down in Florida is trying to sue to get use of marijuana removed from the 4473. I look at that and say, no, that's... No. That's what's going to lead to, to more trouble. Because if you're an alcoholic, you're drinking all the time. You're in constant trouble with the law over-drinking, public intoxication. You're doing drugs. You shouldn't be owning weapons because anything that impairs your judgment even mental issues you are not capable of properly handling that weapon. My own mother up until a year before she died uh, having dementia and dying of COPD had a handgun hid under the pillow in her bedroom. It was there. I knew about it. I lived with her, you know, kids taking care of their parents. Uh, I knew about it, but I will tell you. At that point in time when she started to deteriorate mentally due to the dementia, it's at that point I went in, took the handgun. I confiscated it put it in the gun safe that I had. My mother come off to me, you took my handgun, I can't protect myself now. That's when I told her, mom, we just had ADT installed in here. You have an alarm system. You're not gonna need to worry about this. If there's any trouble, you you do the little panic button And you're still safe. The sheriff will get here. You know, the local village PD will get here. Uh, We saw recently, 2011, Donald Ferryman had mental issues, got weapons from his family. I'm glad they got prosecuted for that but he used those weapons and killed a deputy, Suzanne Hopper, should never have had weapons. We have here even more recently, a few weeks back, we had the situation of deputies get called to a mobile home park in Harmony Township, Clark County of a break-in with shots being fired. Before they get there, right as they're getting there, they are told over the radio, be advised the occupant of this residence has a warrant for firearms. He also had mental issues. The deputies got out went up to investigate, found the door open or not, I don't know, that's not been released. But 15-year veteran deputy, Matthew Yates, his father before him was a deputy, totally fulfilled the George Strait song, The Weight of the Badge. Got up there, started to enter the door And the gentleman was waiting inside. The second the door opened, it didn't matter who you were. You could have been a deputy. You could have been a neighbor. You could have been anybody. First one through the door was getting shot. And unfortunately, it was Deputy Matthew Eugene Yates. May you rest in peace, Matt. Uh, We had the thin blue line have the watch now. But it ended up, he got shot and killed. And for an hour, his partner, his other deputy that showed up couldn't get to him because the gentleman inside who had mental issues, had just shot his mother, had a decent amount of ammunition. And every time they tried to get close, he would fire off shots. As far as I know, he wasn't—he wasn't just shooting to be shooting. He had it planned. You get close, I shoot. You back away, I wait. As Matthew laid there and died, and after an hour, after trying to talk him out, trying to deal with it, less lethal manner. They put in tear gas and flashbangs. Somehow the, the mobile home got set on fire. SWAT stormed in the midst of the chaos. SWAT stormed the mobile home, got the deputy out. Unfortunately, the mother was dead and the perpetrator, her son, died in the fire. And I look at it. We've got to have... For these people... Yelling gun control, I agree with you. We need gun control. But we need sensible gun control in the thing of... Universal background checks aren't going to work. Because I can... You've seen Nicholas Cruz, who did Parkland. You can see others uh, that legally acquired the weapons. Highland Park shooter in Illinois should not have had weapons, but his father sponsored his firearms owner's ID card, his Floyd card. Father co-signed for it or whatever, sponsored it, and the state of Illinois gave it to him. He went out with that card, bought the ammunition, bought weapons, and proceeded to go up to a roof in Highland Park, Illinois, on on July 4th, and started shooting people. Should never have had the weapons. Yes, we need to control the guns. We need to control them in everybody that wants to buy a weapon from a gun shop or at a gun show, uh, which you're going to do it anyway at a gun show because 99% of the people there are dealers and they have to run that anyway. There isn't any gun show loophole. The only loophole is if I get onto arms list, or Craigslist or somewhere and see an ad from a private person saying, I have a handgun for sale. I go down, visit the person, knock on the door. Hey, come to to look at that handgun uh, you've got. I want to buy it. The sensible person's going to say, do you have a concealed carry permit? Do you have background check? Are you police officer, military? Let me see. Let me see a permit or ID. At that point, I know if it's valid. I know they're, they're, they've been background checked. They're good. Per se, I sell the weapon. But if it if they don't, then you shouldn't be selling that weapon in the first place. Shouldn't happen because how do you know that that, uh, they're not a felon carrying a gun now because you just sold it to them? Uh, Properly secure your weapons. When you are not home, every weapon gets unloaded as far as around in the chamber It gets unloaded. Nothing's chambered. It gets locked in the gun safe. You know, if it's a keyed gun safe, hey, gun safe is locked up, keys go with you. So that nobody can get to the weapons. You know, it just, it's common sense, people. And to these Democrats, which we've got one running for governor, Nan Whaley. Now, I've never met her in person. She's probably a very likable person in person. She's probably a really great lady, you know. If you were friends with her, you go out to dinner, go out, sit on the porch and chat. You know, probably a great woman. But this is the same woman that wants to introduce gun control ideas for the state of Ohio that we know won't work. I don't know how much she knows about weapons, but her proposals will not work. This is also the same person who as mayor of Dayton after the state passed a law banning red light and speed cameras unless an officer was present, went to court and sued under home rule, sued to be able to keep the cameras. She ended up winning that fight. So did Trotwood, suburb of Dayton. Uh, That happened. It ended up that she won that. They got to keep the cameras. They still use them in a few places in Dayton. Uh, they do it more mobile now than what they did the fixed. Trotwood, on the other hand, uh, they left theirs up. They keep using them. Uh, be very careful going through Trotwood. But they did that. Then the state passed another law and said, if you're making money off the red light cameras because you got to keep them, then every year you're going to give us a statement showing how much money you got off the cameras. At that point, we're going to deduct that amount of money from your local government fund money that we, the state, give you. If it's not about the money, as you say, it's about safety, then you won't mind that money being taken out and you getting the exact same amount of money you would get every year. In effect, you would have no profit. And she, of course, went to court to fight that because obviously it must be about the money. You know, it just... I look at it anymore, folks, at all of our politicians. I look at at a good portion of them. Whether it be on the left, the right, the far left, the far right. I look at it. You're all fighting back and forth. You're all pointing fingers at one another. You're all... Uh, running roughshod over each other, you know, like dogs fighting at a food bowl over who gets to eat the last bite. And in a and in the end, we the people down here, working day to day, living paycheck to paycheck, you're not doing anything for us. They they had these January sixth trials, showed it in prime time, played it up, and stuff. They've done all this. They've done other. They've done the thing of going after Trump recently, bringing all that up, and the whole time that they're doing all this, they're wasting time that could be spent on passing bills and passing laws that would help we, the people, that would help the woman who lives, say, down on Gettysburg Avenue here in Dayton, one of the poorer areas of town, Um, people living in, as people would term it, the projects. They could be passing laws to help all these people, but they're more worried about Getting reelected. They're more worried about uh, these show trials and about stating the case that the Democrats are better or the Republicans are better or somebody else is better instead of doing what they should be doing, and that is helping us. I wish we had the likes of Davy Crockett who was a congressman. The likes of Davy Crockett. The likes of uh, Abraham Lincoln. Uh, Different presidents, senators, congressmen that did the right thing at the right time for the right reason. You know, it's just it's what it needs to be. And with that, folks, I'm going to pop off of here. Uh, Just going to uh, say right now that go out, live your life, be free. If you want to own a gun, go do the background checks. Go own a gun. If you don't like guns and that, then don't engage in it. Don't worry about it. Work together, people. It's the only way we make this happen is we all work together. Because I will tell you now, time is something you can't ever get back. I could get gold, silver money all day long. If I went out and earned it or invested in it, I'd get money all day long. Time I can't get back and neither can you. So it's a case of saying, get out there, use your time productively, use it wisely and be the change that you wanna see in the world. Work with everybody because only as a team, Can we ever succeed? Thank you. Have a great day. And until next time, when more uh, common sense flies in through the window and into my head, have a great day. May you be blessed. Be safe. May you always watch your six. May you make it happen. Take care. Goodbye. Yes, it's true. The episode's over. We are all done now. I return you back to your own mind. Thank you.